you're passionate about transforming retail operations and improving performance, plus you're accountable for key change projects and programs in your company, then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Retail Transformation Show with me, Oliver Banks. Hey, Oliver here and welcome to the Retail Transformation Show. Thanks for joining me today. Now you know just as well as I do that retail is a crazy place, but an exciting place, a passionate place, a great place to be. And it kind of feels that sometimes we're at a bit of a tipping point right now in the world of retail. There is a lot of change going on. We're seeing success stories where companies are floating for millions or billions of pounds or dollars. But at the same time, we're also seeing these horror stories where companies are going into administration or delivering profit warnings to the markets. It's quite polarizing, really. So it's an interesting time to be looking ahead and thinking about what is in store for retail. So last time in episode 23, I caught up with George McDonald, the executive editor of Retail Week. Now, together, we spoke about just that. What is in store for retail as we look into the future? So in today's episode, we are finishing that conversation and exploring more about what's going on right now and what it is that you should be doing to make sure that you stay relevant, that you stay fit for the future. Now, if you've not heard the first part of our conversation, I do recommend that you pause right now and go back and listen to episode 23 first, and then then you can come back and listen to this episode, episode 24. So last time we spoke about some of the biggest shifts that are going on in the retail marketplace right now, and what is causing them. We looked at the competitive landscape, and why physical stores are still critical for retail. And finally, it was good to look back to 1998 as well, when George started at Retail Week. So he's got this wealth of experience that really is so important to take as we look into the future. So right now, I want to dive into the rest of this conversation with George McDonald. We're returning to the conversation and we're starting with data and the power that it can bring for retailers if they get it right. We talk a lot, we hear a lot about data these days, uh, and you know, uh, that is, there's increasing amounts of data available to all sorts of retailers, um, as long as they can sift through it. Uh, but it, it brings some really interesting opportunities. One of the sessions I was in uh, about marketing, you know, people were questioning whether the traditional sort of ways of categorizing people were valid anymore, you know, sort of tick. Uh, age, X, male, <laughs> all of these types of things. Um, but uh, as someone said, if you go to a party, that's not how you introduce yourself to anybody. It's not ne- necessarily how you um, how you sort of measure up uh, somebody else. Um, and they said they were just making a joke. But what if you categorise people according to their uh, types of sense of humour? What would you discover? Uh, which the point really was there are different ways of getting to know your customer uh, and the data that retailers now have access to, uh, you know, in theory, if they can pull it off, 
allows them to be given much more personalized offer to be much more relevant, which goes right back to what you were talking about a moment ago, is you know having a point for the customer, a real point that uh, you know creates a potentially creates a bit of a, an emotional resonance uh, as well as uh, you know simply they may need or want a particular product. I love that. There's there's always a lot of talk about you know millennials and Gen Alpha and all the, all these age based segmentation techniques. But I'm a really passionate believer about really identifying an ideal customer that actually might be 16 or 60 or anywhere in between or or outside those ranges as well, of course. And really understanding what are their goals? What are their fears? What are the problems they, they are coming up against that actually you can directly Answer. help them with? Yeah, exactly. I'm, I'm a yeah, big, big passionate believer. And I've been working with, with some clients recently to help them do that. And it just add so much clarity to the proposition that actually you know exactly what to do yeah. once you understand who you want to be selling to. And that's, that's not to say that you can't sell to other people, of course. No. It creates an energy that attracts those people and it will also attract other people as well. Mm-hmm. But having that, that crystal focus is, is very important. I mean, there's lots of different directions. What advice, George, would you give to a retailer that is perhaps sitting there, they're in an adverse position, the numbers aren't looking looking good or they're not going in the right direction. They've got lots of different things they could be doing. What should they be doing? You'll have to forgive me here for repeating myself. So they need to answer that question, what are they for? Uh, and they need to start with the customer rather than whatever they may have at the moment. And having done that, they might not like the answers they find, or they might find that actually they're not that far away from what a customer really would value if they did certain things a a little bit um, differently. But it's all got to start from there. And I know it's a a cliche, but, you know, why is it a cliche? Because fundamentally it's true. And in the good days when everyone was happily making money, you know, you didn't have to think about it quite so much or in such detail, even though everybody would have said that they did. Um, but, you know, now you you cannot afford not to, because to go back to where we started, you know, some of these new uh, companies, they really do know a lot about their customers. Uh, you know, what, why have they become, why is Amazon so popular? Because it's given people what they wanted that they didn't think they were getting elsewhere, or it's doing things better um, so it is, it is all about the fundamentals, I think. And it's, yeah, it's really interesting. So uh, back in, I think it was episode 16 and 17 of the Retail Transformation Show, I interviewed Natalie Berg and Maya Knight right. yeah. uh, with their book, Amazon. And, and it's really interesting just to understand a bit more about how Amazon works, how they think and how they operate. And it's not the same mm. as the classic retailer, but it's worked them yeah so it's it's interesting i think it's going to be interesting to see how how that market or how that company evolves and yeah also how the far east begins to come over as well you know with alibaba with jd.com what does that bring to the retail market do you think yeah i think um uh, alibaba are interesting because um you know unlike amazon uh they have spent a lot of time really trying to make clicks and bricks complement one another. Um, you know, they are investors in 
various bricks and mortar chains. Uh, they're trying out a lot of uh, interesting ideas. So I think it's useful for British retailers to look at what they're doing, if nothing else, just to be inspired to think a little bit differently. You know, quite a lot of these ideas, maybe they'll go nowhere, but you can't move for ideas. And, you know, at the moment, uh, if a retailer is in trouble, it needs some ideas. Absolutely. And I think that what's really interesting about looking out to the Chinese market is from a technology perspective, a consumer technology perspective, they kind of bypassed the whole desktop piece and went straight to really advanced smartphone yeah, uh, retailing. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's actually helped put them further ahead than, than the Western world that sort of did this. Yeah, I'm sure that's right. This, and that's uh, why, that's why I think um, that Jumia will be quite interesting to watch as well, because it has leapfrogged all these different uh, stages that you were talking about. Africa's very, very continent, you know, all sorts of challenges, particularly to it in terms of how you operate. Uh, so I think, um, you know, there could be some smart ideas to come out of them as well. Yeah, it's exciting, exciting times. What are you most excited about in the retail marketplace? Well, you know, one of the things that I think is really good, uh, and this is uh, this might sound a bit old-fashioned, um, but I think there's a lot of fresh thinking going into town centres and what they should be and where does retail fit uh, within that. Um, and, you know, you hear endless talk about the death of the high street. Um, in fact, now, you know, in quite a few places, uh, you know, places like Altrincham, for instance, um, or I think Barnsley as well, you know, people have uh, tried, they've breathed new life or tried to breathe new life into town centres, make them uh, relevant and resonant again. And we talked a lot about technology, understandably, but we've also talked about people. You know, the high street, the town centre, it, it's just the modern market. It should be a fun place to be where you meet people, where you get what you want. Um, and, you know, a lot of the town centres have been hit for six a bit. Uh, but there's some really good, interesting, imaginative ideas um, being tried out or being done to good effect. And, you know, retail is playing an important part in that. So uh, I'll be interested to see if we were sitting here in five, ten years' time, what the town centres of tomorrow are going to look like. Definitely. I think that they're also redefining their purpose. Mm. How do they bring the community of people back together, you know, looking back at their history? Why does... Why, why would a town centre exist? It's to bring people together mm. to have that interaction. We are social creatures, after exactly. all. And I can't see that shifting anytime soon No, from a permanent perspective. No. I mean, it should, in theory, be a, an opportunity for retailers. So, OK, it's a given. They probably need, in the main, fewer shops. But uh, that said, you know, so those shops can be great places from which they sell their products. But, you know, we've talked about all sorts of different models of, of stores. They've got a great part to play in reinvigorating town centres in a way that should also enhance their own trading. Now, there's so much to be thinking about. You know, we've touched on some of the different changes we've, we're seeing and will see. What is the best way for, for a retailer to really stay in touch? There's so many different ways that that they can have a look at the, the marketplace? What's the best way? Obviously, subscribe to Retail Week for a start. Um, I, I think you just need to be open, actually. 
Um, because a lot of the changes that are affecting retail at the moment, um, or can affect it, including really good ideas, are coming from adjacent markets, other sort of consumer markets. Um, so, you know, always be on the lookout for good ideas. Um, listen to people, you know, your customers, your staff. Uh, you know, Stuart Rose always used to say, and it's one of my favourite phrases, uh, look out the window. Um, so many people don't, but, you know, how much do you learn actually simply by looking out the window? Particularly in this world where we're all absorbed into a, a screen of, of one size or another. Yeah, which I guess that is a, di a different sort of window, but the same thing, you just need, you need to be open, you need to know what is going on, uh, be alert for good ideas, observe, change, uh, know how you can uh, play a part in that, in a way that's going to make you money. I can totally endorse subscribing to Retail Week as well, and it would definitely be worth if you're not at Retail Week Live this year, think about it for next year for sure, because there are so many different insights that you could be looking at, but it's important to get some clarity and actually take action. It's not just about the talking and the thinking. You've got to do something differently as well if you want to stay relevant. George, this has been really interesting. You know, we, we could have gone on for hours, it feels like, and there's so many different directions, but I want to say thank you so much. Thank you. For, uh, for catching up and for sharing all of this insight. No, uh, no, I hope it's been useful. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that these conversations, you know, retail needs to have this big conversation. Um, and I'm sure that it has got a very healthy future. It might be different from what it was 10 years ago, um, but it will remain, you know, a core industry in our country. Super. What's the best way for someone to get in touch with you? Twitter, so it's uh, at George McD is my Twitter handle. Is that the word? Fantastic, yeah. Super. This has been great. George, thank you so much. Thanks. That was such an insightful look at the world of retail right now and what's in store as we look into the future. He's such a knowledgeable chap, George McDonald. We covered several different topics, so I wanted to just share some of my key takeaways from that session, that discussion with George. So I've got five key takeaways. So number one is thinking about the impact of new technology. Of course, that's fairly obvious, but really thinking about how it is changing consumer behavior and the expectations, plus the opportunities that it brings up. We're seeing new companies that are focusing and specialising in a particular technological trend. And they're, they're grabbing the ball with both hands and running with it, and running a long way as well. Jumia was one of the examples we gave. They've only been around for a handful of years, yet they've been very successful and are very fast growing. Also thinking about technology, it's important, as we've heard, to look at other markets such as the Far East for the latest and greatest particularly Alibaba, that are doing great things with clicks and bricks, that real omni-channel perspective. My second takeaway was that competition is escalating, but it's probably not from the old enemy. It's not from your classic competitors. Instead, you should look at what people are choosing to spend on. That's who your real competitors are now. So it might not be a traditional retailer, 
It might be a hospitality company, a restaurant, a cafe, a short break. It might also be an electronic company, Spotify, a Netflix, someone like that, that is taking market share off the classic retail marketplace. So as George mentioned earlier in this episode, I wanted to give you a quote from Stuart Rose. Now, this is back in 2006, but it's still so relevant. Now, back in 2006, Stuart Rose was just a normal Stuart Rose before he became Lord Stuart Rose, and he was CEO at Marks & Spencers. So this is with reference to turning around Marks & Spencers back in the mid-2000s. The business failed to look out of the window. Every day, as a shopkeeper, you have to do some shopkeeping. But by the time it did, the world had passed it by. Now that quote is from an interview and an article with Stuart Rose, and I will put the link on the show notes page that you can get from obandco.uk slash 24. That's obandco.uk slash 24. My third key takeaway. This is short and sharp, but so important. You need a good product. As George mentioned, it can be overlooked. But if you get it right, it's going to give you a point of distinction and differentiation that can't just be copied. It's going to help give you a competitive advantage, a point of uniqueness. So have a good product. Number four is to think about the experience that retailers can offer customers. In particular, we spoke about the example of Rafa and how they are building a community. They're really challenging. What is a shop? What is it meant for? What are you meant to do when you go there? Now, if you want to dive deeper into the world of experiential retail, then I'd recommend you go back to episode 18 of this podcast and take a little listen. And there I define some structure to experiential retail. It can be a bit woolly. So there you can find a bit of a model to help group things together and give you some direction as to how do you best decide what you should do in your retail business. So episode 18 on your normal podcast app, or you can go to obandco.uk slash 18. And the fifth and final key takeaway, and this one came through really quite heavily, but it's so important. So the fifth takeaway is to have a goal and a purpose. We spoke a lot about discounters, you know, your Primark, your Audi, etc. The customers are happy to go to a shop to achieve that purpose. And George MacDonald suggested approaching it in a simple rather than a simplistic way. Answer the question, what are you for? Now again, thinking back in the past, when times were easy, there was plenty to go around. But now we're in a place where we're full of competition. It's important to be clear on why you exist. And this is true, not just for retailers, but also for the high streets and the town centres, just as much as the retailers themselves. Purpose is such an important conversation to be having right now. And if you want to know a little bit more about defining a purpose, then make sure you come back for the next episode. Because next time on the Retail Transformation Show, I'm going to be giving you some tips and tactics to define and clarify your purpose. That's going to be episode 25. So hit subscribe now and tune back in then. It will make sure you have a point. It will make sure that you will stay relevant. So that's going to be on episode 25. 
the quarter century. Can you believe that? 25 episodes next week. Wow. So I do hope that you will join me. And hey, do you mind if I ask a quick favour just before we wrap it up today? Would you mind introducing this podcast to one of your colleagues or one of your friends that you think would really enjoy it? I'm sure you know someone that would appreciate you for recommending this podcast to them. Thank you in advance, by the way. So we're going to wrap it up there for today. I've really enjoyed chatting to George MacDonald and exploring more about how the world is changing. So let's wrap it up and I will look forward to joining you next time on the Retail Transformation Show. Have a great week. Bye. Bye.